listening to the Kelly Slusher show with your host Kelly Slusher. Well, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for another one of these fun episodes. So, I just got off my bike. I went on a bike ride this morning for a very important reason. I wanted to go to Eco Thrift, which I was there just the other day to get the game that I should have got when I was there the other day. And it was it's a game called Pie Face. And I saw it and I was like, oh man, this is like $1.50, super cool, all the things are there. But I was like, who's gonna wanna play Pie Face with me? Ah, it's a waste of money, you know, more junk that you collect. So I walked away from it. And then um, my friend, I was bringing it up and I was like, man, I love playing games. And I talked about Pie Face and I was like, and I was like, would you play Pie Face with me? And he was like, yeah, really? You'll play Pie Face with me? So he said he would. And I'm like, you're the funnest friend ever. So then I decided I was gonna go get it. And if you don't know what it is, it's a, I mean, it's not for adults, but hey, I'm um, pretty immature. No, I am like a big little kid. But um, it, you just like stick your face in this like slot. I don't know, like it, it's like you put your face in this thing and then I guess if you get the wrong answer, then you get like whipped cream pie in your face. And I love the idea of pie in the face because that used to be humor back in the day. That was the funniest thing. And did you know that they didn't really, I don't think they actually used pies. It was just a, it was just a tin of whipped cream. And man, this feels so good. Like you just want to throw a pie in someone's face. But that was a thing and then started joking. Well, what if like you, it was like a, a tray of baguettes. Why, why does it have to be a pie? Like, why can't it be like spaghetti or why can't it be something else? So I was like, oh, I got there and I huffed and puffed on my bike because my rule is now that I'm to ride my bike to like little short distances or like around town when I can and take the side streets because it's great exercise. I love riding my bike. I've got my helmet, got this like bright pink helmet. Um, I got, I'm all outfitted almost. I got a couple more adjustments to make and then I've got this like pimped out bike. Um, but it's super fun and I just don't take main streets because no way. And anyway, so I was riding my bike back and I happened upon this park, which I had been to once and it's this called Arcade Arden Little Park. I think that's what it's called. Anyway, they have a zip line. And I was riding, and I was like, oh, look, and I couldn't believe no kids, the kids hog the zip line, so you never get to ride on the zip line. And, um, you know, I'm gonna tell them, get out of my way. So there were no, there was no one at the zip line. So I like get off my bike, have my helmet on, and I get on the zip line, and it goes like maybe 10, 30, you know, maybe 12, I don't know, 20 feet maybe, maybe tops. But because I'm an adult, it was like the weight, like I was able to go all the way and it was so fun. I was like giggling, it makes you giggle like a little kid. I was like, hee hee hee, you can't help it. It's like so fun and then it stops and then it like kind of bounces back like midway and then you go back and you get on the thing and you wee and it's so fun. I was like, I did it like probably five or six times. I had my helmet on. I'm like, oh, uh, this is awesome, of course, because I had my bike helmet on. I'm like, yeah, yeah, even more safe and even more dorky. 
So anyway, so then I rode my bike around and I was just like giggling and I felt like this joy, like this child, you know, and then I saw these little kids and they were like having the same experience. I was like, that's the, that's the light, that's the thing. Like why as adults do people lose the most precious gift of joy? Like joy, like just comes like out of your heart. And that's what kids experience when they're riding their bikes or playing. And it's like adulthood, like people end up like seeking that in other ways, but it's very simple, you know, get on a bike or like go do something super like fun like that. That just makes, it's like, I felt it in my heart and, um, let's see. So that was fun. And I was riding my bike to the store. So I had just left the park and there was a guy on the sidewalk and he could just feel me. I was radiating. He could just feel it. And he just like starts laughing and he's like, yay. I just, he's like, yay, you're on your bike. And he's like, and it's cold. And he just like felt, and I was like, that's the thing. When you're in that state, you know, like it's contagious in a good way. It's like very, you know, high. And then you get the people who are crabby. They're like, why are you smiling? And then I went to the store and then there was this lady and she was like, <laughs> And I'm like all beaming, you know, and sometimes when you're like beaming with joy, like you've got, you know, someone being like, stay mad, I'm mad. She didn't even like see me. And so I was like, oh, poor lady, you know what? That's hard. So when I lived in, um, I was a bike rider for 10 years. I didn't have a car. And um, it started out in Philadelphia. I had lived in, moved to Philly and it was so hard. I had a car and then like, and like, I say like too much. Um, and then I had a car and it you would have to move it where my neighborhood was. There were no ways, to, there were no garages or, or anywhere. You'd have to park on the street the way the houses are built there. So you have to park on the street and then move it every three hours. I've got so many tickets that I'm back then I was just nice and irresponsible. So, and even if I, you were super responsible, you're still, you know, having to repark your car every few hours. Like it, it's stupid. So eventually I sold it and that was the beginning and I bought a bike and I probably already had a bike cause I'm such a bike rider, but that was it, you know, public transportation and bike riding. So it started in Philly and then I had moved myself to uh, New York city. And then once, once again, there didn't have a car because no way it's too, way too hard to have a car and, and they make it. So you don't need a car. I mean, to get out of town and to drive around. I mean, it is nice to have a car, but Anyway, so I rode my bike, I rode the subway, and I rode buses, and mostly wanted to just ride my bike as much as I could. So I was, I would ride over the Manhattan Bridge, and I'm think, thinking back how I would, did, I wouldn't wear a helmet. Like, I absolutely 100% wear your helmet when you ride your bike. I used to not. Now I know, because I've known too many people that have easily flipped over their handlebars, and they're, um, you can, you can hurt yourself on a bike, like super easy. And just saying, people think you can't, but I don't agree. And I just, a little, a little, oh, so bad. Okay, a segue into something lame that I just heard. And you guys probably maybe have heard this, but did you know that the owner, the inventor of the Segway drove himself off a cliff in his Segway, it just makes no sense. And I never knew that. And I kind of feel bad because I always make fun of Segways because I think you look like a complete moron. I've always thought that. They're just, they're dorky. They're so supremely dorky that 
you're, you know, the only reason you're going to ride on that is to laugh at yourself. It's like a PT cruiser, you know, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, but I feel bad about that. You know, like, I guess he, I don't know if he was like avoiding, I, I read that he was avoiding somebody and he kind of drove off a cliff, but there's so many factors in it that I can't stop wondering, like, you're on a Segway, you couldn't have jumped off. Why would you go so close to the cliff? How fast was he going? How fast do they go? There's just all these uh, weird, it's just weird. I think I think they need to investigate this. Like probably, you know, it was in the middle of the woods somewhere. Maybe, I don't know, it's weird. So anyway, that tripped me out and I was thinking about it. And then the other day, this happened yesterday, I was thinking about it uh, and then, well, actually I was watching this show and they were talking about something like these weird things like something strange and then the guy and I thought yeah like the guy in the Segway like who went over a cliff and as I thought that the guy in the video said yeah just like the guy in the Segway that fell over the cliff I'm like what whoa these weird little things like that kind of have been happening lately where I'll think something and then it happens and I'm like okay let me just make sure I'm thinking things I want to think because if I'm somehow able to I don't know what that's about anyway but when I mentioned the PT Cruiser I, I had to go and I'm coming back to PT Cruiser because it's that same type of thing but there's certain people that think that these things are really hip and cool and I never liked PT Cruisers and of course they've been made fun of in plenty of comedies and stuff but I want to bring up this story I had a friend I have a friend David He's really funny. And um, him and his family were going through a little bit of a hard time and they had lost their vehicle. And this guy that he knew had a vehicle for him and said, hey, I know you need a car. I'm just gonna give this to you. And it was the sweetest thing. Out of nowhere, they, they had a car when they needed it. And it was a burgundy PT Cruiser. And he was like, yay, oh my gosh, I gotta drive a PT Cruiser. And he felt so embarrassed. He like, he had to do it, you know, he had to, he did it. And he said like one time he was in a parking lot at some store and these kids were standing in the parking lot, like three of them pointing and laughing. They're all, hey, 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 you're in a PT Cruiser. And he's like, it was free, it was a gift. <laughs> he's like justifying it. I didn't choose this. Oh, so funny. And then he said he was in a parking lot and someone hit him and it actually totaled it. So then he was able to go get like something better. <laughs> but so funny. I love that story. Hey, you never know. He got him by, but he had to, you know, I I've actually uh, driven cars in that kind of in those situations. Like, like I had a minivan. I really actually love having a minivan because they are so, you can put anything in there, but they're so dorky, you know? As musicians, we, we do rock the minivans. I mean, it's just part of it. Anyway, so I love coffee. I love it so much. And I used to hate it. I used to think it tasted so gross, but I think about this. My grandma and my grandpa slusher, they would drink coffee. They would drink coffee all all day long. And I remember my grandpa at dinner, 
he would always have a cup of coffee. It'd be like seven o'clock, you know, he'd have his little coffee, he'd eat his food, he'd take his cup of coffee. It had cooled enough down at that point, And he would just like, boop, 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 boop. he'd just like gulp the whole thing down. And I just realized, and I was talking to my mom about this, why he did that. She goes, you know why he did that? And I was like, why? She goes, cause it made him go to the bathroom. I was like, Oh, and weird because they seem to not be affected by the caffeine. Like I can't, I can't have a cup of coffee past six o'clock. But um, then I was thinking, I was laying in bed the other night thinking how stupid and funny and maybe real. Okay, what if there were, okay, there's all these anonymous things, you know, like for addictions, like, I mean, in, there's so many different kinds of addictions that people go to the anonymous things to get help with. But what if there were a caffeine anonymous, coffee anonymous, you know? I, I just can't, I can't, because I, I feel like I'm a caffeine person. Like, I, I've tried to not do the caffeine, and I'm sure our bodies could go into a natural state of if we never, because I remember waking up not needing it as a kid or like, but I got hooked when I was like 20 because I worked in a cafe. I never drank it, but I served it. And then I had this coworker that was like, try this mocha. And I was like, I don't like coffee, but I was making all the barista drinks anyway. And probably better that I would taste it and made sure it tasted good. So anyway, I tried it and I was like, this is so good. And it was it. I've been drinking it since. But anyway, but anywho, oh yeah, at any rate, I knew someone that would say that at any rate. So um, this is what I'm gonna talk. Okay, so the other day I saw this sign for an optometrist and I thought, ooh, optometrist. Ooh, an optimistic optometrist. And then I just added an optimistic opportunist optometrist. But what would an optimistic optometrist be? It'd be somebody that was like super like, hey man, positive, you know, being this really positive optometrist. And, you know, it'd be like someone comes in, they're like, you know, never had to have glasses before and he's got to hand them their first pair of glasses and the, the person's going to be like, oh, bummed. And they'd be like, oh, well, you know, because, you know, optometrists talk like this. They're like, Oh, don't worry about it, sunny boy. It could be so much worse. Let's say you had to wear glasses so thick that your eyes became as big as Coke bottles, like looking out through a big Coke bottle or magnifying. What if your eyes were so big that you're that they're magnified a hundred more times than they are now? Look, son, the grass is always greener and you don't know what it's like. Look at someone else's life. Look how bad their life is. Now look at yours. Is it really so bad? You're right, Mr. Optimistic Optometrist. Or the situation, you know, where like they actually do have to get the really thick glasses and the optometrist has to say, look on the bright side. At least you don't have hemorrhoids so bad you can't sit down. Oh my word. You need to just chill down, self. Man, I was uh, I was locking up my bike. Man, it's so weird. I was unlocking my bike, and sometimes I talk to myself because I talk all the time. It's why I can have a podcast. It's why I can talk. Like sometimes I'm like blah 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 blah. I forgot I was in public. Anyway, there was like I'm like talking, saying something. It wasn't really talking to myself. It was kind of like a little prayer. It was a little, it's a little you know, voicing something that I wanted. And so it wasn't like cuckoo, but um. 
there was the, the worker was standing kind of leaning and he was totally staring at me and then I did and I saw him and he like looks away and I was like, oh, that's lovely. I'm crazy. Um, not at my local Sprouts. They can't think I'm crazy. My word. I can't go in there daily. They're gonna think I talk to myself. Like I'm not talking to myself right now. Um, what about charcuterie? The charcuterie. What about the charcuterie? Oh, it's trendy now. We have to have charcuterie at the party. Well, what is charcuterie? Well, it's a fancy array of cheeses and meats. Sometimes olives and some nuts displayed on a fancy wooden board that you hand to your friends at a party and say, do you want some charcuterie? And they say, why, I would love charcuterie. You know, this is the latest and the greatest trend. So I was thinking, what if you were throwing a party last minute and all of a sudden you look in your fridge and you don't have enough charcuterie? The cheeses are low. Oh my, and you don't have time and you literally have 15 minutes before the guests arrive. So you hop in your car, you go down to the local Walmart, which is about five minutes away. You go over to the Lunchable section and you grab a bunch of Lunchables. Oh, and they're usually on sale. So just grab a bunch of them because those are charcuterie. Who's to say they're not? And then you bring them home and then your little party shows up and instead of the charcuterie board, because you're innovative, you're one of a kind, you take the Lunchables and you just hand them out. You say, look, I didn't have a lot of time. Here's your charcuterie. You can even take them out of the package and display them on the charcuterie board because that's probably your best bet that no one's going to guess it's just a package of Lunchables. Lunchables, charcuterie for the child. Lunchables. Shakuteri for children. Hey dudes, my name's Judy Control, and you hear me riffing in the background. That's right, that's me. I am the rock goddess of guitar, of all guitar in all of the nation, and I am playing tonight at the Press Club, at 19th Street and another street. And come on down and see me, because I'm gonna be there tonight, and I'm gonna be ripping it up. I'm gonna be ripping it so hard. Duty Control, tonight, on stage, live. There's gonna be raffles, there's gonna be lemonade, there's gonna be all kinds of stuff. Come check me out, Duty Control, tonight, 9 p.m. Don't be late, or be square. Je suis Philippe Pierre, chef de bord de l'équipe franco-allemande. Mon équipe et moi-même sommes à votre disposition durant votre voyage. Pour votre sécurité, je vous invite à ne pas laisser vos bagages sans surveillance. So what do you do for a living? I'm in the elevator music industry. Oh, how do you like it? You wouldn't believe the stress. You know, I was thinking the other day that there is a thing, actually I saw it on a TV show, like an old TV show. They used to wear this thing in the old days. The women's perfume was called toilet water. It really was. And I remember a kid, it must have still, I, I was born in a very small town, probably pretty behind the times. And my mom, I remember asking, like she would ask us, do you want to wear, you want some toilet water? And I remember being a kid just being like, no, get that toilet water. I, I literally thought it was made from the toilet. It's to toilet water. Who named it that? Why was it? I mean, if you look into it, it was quite a thing for 
quite a while. No one questioned it. I'm gonna go put on some toilet water. How does that sound like now? Ooh, what's that smell? Toilet water. And it always has that weird kind of floral smell. Like it's, I don't know, it always, to me it always smells a little rancid because it's like florally water, but it goes rancid really bad. Yeah, I think my grandma used to have a bunch of toilet water and it was ugh, so gross. Please. I was in Trader Joe's the other day and I really was thinking about this. It is Trader Joe's. If you guys know what I'm talking about, I'm pretty sure they're all over the country. They're not in, of course, maybe they're global, I doubt it. You don't wanna to go to Trader Joe's on a Saturday during business hours or early. You don't wanna go early because it's like, what? It's like the store of stress. Like, it's like commotion. You walk in, it's like. It's like a, just a, I mean, yeah, I don't think it's ever not like that. Because they take their, they, they rent small or they buy spaces or whatever they do. And they're tiny. And then they pack all, everything they can possibly get in there. And probably because that's how they can offer cheaper things maybe. I don't know. But you cram a bunch of stuff in there and you put it in a neighborhood that everyone wants to be in and you charge hardly anything and you have discounted prices and it's good deals on stuff, yeah, people are gonna go a little crazy. You know, like when you go in there, don't think that you're gonna stop in the cheese section or don't think you're gonna like go over to the salad area and like look at anything. Don't think, you better know what you want because you can get totally bulldozed or honked at by mentally getting honked at, like get out of my way. But you know, it's true. Like I wanna just sometimes just stare at the cheeses, but it's such a stressful thing. People are like, mm, I'm entitled to make you move. Mm, excuse me, mm. you've been here more than 60 seconds. I don't think so. Did you see the rules? Move it, move it or lose it. It's intense. You know, I do, you can't like, and then you notice these people, they'll like park their cart like over to the side, you know, so they can like get in and kind of look, you know, cause you don't wanna be the hogger, don't hog. Heaven forbid, you know, don't peruse the aisles. No way. You get in there, you gotta have a plan. You got your helmet on, you get in there. You know what you want. You need to know what you want. You gotta have a list with you. You can't go in there not knowing what you want. And you walk around, you get all your stuff. And I mean, it's the kind of place where you go and you're like standing there looking and like someone has no problem with the reach across. Like a hand comes over and in front of my vision and the dairy product I'm looking at, and it's whoop, arm in face. It's like, it's like you're allowed to do that there, it totally. And I get annoyed, of course, but I know when I'm in these situations, forget it. It's a bunch of heathens. Oh, $2.99, oh, look, oh, look, 99 cent popcorn, oh, look at all this. Produce for what? A dollar, dollar ninety nine. Oh, look over here. I'm gonna go. Oh, wow. Oh, look at this meat so cheap. I'm just gonna load it all up. And then I'm gonna go over to the. Oh, look at all these nuts. <laughs> nuts, 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 nuts. You know, people go crazy there. And they're like, mm -hmm. <laughs> I need this spice section. Get out of my way. Me times I like. And then sometimes people can be nice, but generally, they, like, there's something clicks in their brain. You walk through that that door. It's like click. It's on. Get out of my way. No one matters but me. Um, <laughs> but the other day I was, I was doing the thing. I was just like, I do try to keep the space because I get annoyed by it. But in Trader Joe's, you cannot get offended. Like you just can't or you'll be mad at everybody. 
So you just know you're in Trader Joe's. Tiny space, tons of people. So this woman was at the egg section and there's plenty of space for her and I in the egg section. I noticed, cause I'm really fully aware of personal space. All I did was walk around, stand and go, oh, I want those eggs. And I didn't cross, I, my arm never crossed her. There was no, I mean, I was a good amount away from her and I hear her walk away like, like, oh, did I, oh, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know that you get the whole egg thing. I didn't know it was rude, but I ignored it. Um, that's the other thing that, oh, and oh, this was when I was in Arizona, but I was walking out of this Walmart and I mentioned Walmart twice in this. I don't, I'm not a huge Walmart shopper, just so you know, but every once in a while you gotta go in there because you know, they got some things that you want and you're in this you know, area. But, um, and, and I do that voice all the time because I can't help it because she's the kind of lady that likes to shop at Walmart. She also drives a PT Cruiser. But I'm walking out and it's like this huge area to walk out. I mean, and this lady has her cart and she's coming around and she's coming inside as I am exiting. She had plenty of space, but she starts barking at me for, why don't you need to move out of my way? I'm like, what? Did, am I really getting yelled at for no reason? You get your side, I get my side. They make it big enough for two people, but because she was coming around with a cart, I didn't even think about it. I'm thinking, yeah, sure. I'll just, and I definitely wasn't in her way because I'm more self-aware of that. I really am. I know better than that. And I knew I wasn't in her way. So she's complaining and I stand there and I decide, no, no, you're not gonna talk to me that way. So I'm out, of the, I'm out of the store and I turn around and I just like stare. I just go, I just stare at her. She's still complaining all the way in, bitching all the way in. I see her mouth moving. She's okay, I'm like, okay, now she's officially crazy. She's yelling inside of Walmart and I'm staring at her. And then she's like over there by the muffins. And she looks over at me like, uh-huh. And I'm staring at her and she, you know what? She freaking walked, kept walking. She saw it. I ain't taking it. I don't think so, lady. I got a broom. I got some spray bottle. Come out here and face me. <laughs> but then, you know, inside, secretly inside, I was like, oh, she's not totally psycho. <laughs> I'm like, that's it. I'll, I'll record her. I'll put her up and put her on a place, a platform real go viral, crazy lady. It was funny though, because it was so uncalled for, like so uncalled for. There, you know, like, and there's times where people get all upset and stuff, but I was glad to not be in that situation anymore. Anyway, I'm really looking forward to this. This is not, this is gonna be episodes. It doesn't matter where you start and listen. The, I will say that I do plan on building more and more skits all the time. So you're gonna get fresh stuff. So if you've listened to like way down the series, if you like what I'm doing, you might wanna check out the stuff I did in the very beginning because I do try to change it a lot. I might repeat some things, but for the most part, I've given myself that task to continue to make. Cause I love making fake commercials. I love doing little skits. I mean, it's something I was doing way before the podcast. I have so much material. And this is such a great outlet for it because a lot of it is audio. And I love recording audio. I love playing. I love experimenting and just being super creative and having a lot of fun with it. So this, so anyway, yeah. So, but I'm gonna say, 
now is the time that, okay, so I do, we'll be playing a lot of my own personal music and because it's my show, but it's also because you can't play copyrighted music. I have released and I have so many songs that I haven't even published. This song I did put out myself. I put a, most of everything out myself. There are, I do have albums on labels, but I kind of got into that for this particular reason that I, cause I, ugh, you lose your rights, you lose the pub. Ah, there's perks about it, but it's also frustrating because you lose the ability to just play your music when you want, you know? Like you can't just stick it up online. Oh, this is copyrighted. That's my song. I, I sent it to a distributor. You know, I really get really careful when I'm putting it through distributors. But anyway, I will be putting it on this podcast more because of that reason. I mean, I'd like to, I love to share other songs and I do have a Mixcloud, mixcloud.com slash Kelly Slusher. That is my music podcast where I do, I do this very similar format, but I DJ songs that I love in between that and that's also I love doing that I had to stop doing it because of the copyright issues that I was facing but hey my songs I can play them all day long the way we love the way we live the way we understand in the light a truth we think about the ones who need us Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. 